Hello, welcome to Tiz Talk. Welcome to Tiz Talk. I'm Mary Myers. And I'm Julianne Murphy. This is episode 11 of Tiz Talk for the week beginning the 5th of December. We start with Mary talking to the lady who saved Tisbury Railway Station, Felicity Court. But I was absolutely delighted to do that. Next, how to make good use of all those fallen leaves in your garden. Rosie Buck has some more gardening tips. Anything that you've got lying around will make a lovely golden harvest. Then, our lovely Liz Colcamp gives next week's What's Ons. And finally, Mary talks tea and business down at Beaton's with the manager, Harry McGookin. We're all a good bunch of friendly people, all Tisbury based. So yeah, come on in. Now here I am talking to Felicity Corp, a long-time resident of Tisbury. When we first came to Tisbury, of course, there were six pubs in Tisbury. I, I remember that. <laughs> and when was that? That was 1950. My greatest joy at that time was about 1963 when Beeching was going to close the Tisbury Railway or Tisbury Station and that was when they cut the line back to one track and of course they closed Dinton Station, they closed Wilton and they closed Semley the other side. Oh, I started up a petition in Tisbury to save Tisbury Station and we got over 10,000 votes and that, that was a lot to do with people coming into the library. I was getting them to sign in and or tell their yeah. friends to come in mm. and sign in. You know, I uh, sent, I wrote to the Minister of Transport and I sent the petition to him with 10,000 names on. I also wrote to Robert Key, who was the MP for this area, and I wrote to the Prime Minister at that time. Anyway, the thing was, after four years, the Minister of Transport wrote to me and said that um, he had uh, decided that um, Tisbury would, in fact... Uh, continue with its station but but it took four years it took took four years yes yes but, but it was a triumph yes it was a triumph and I was delighted and somebody told the Daily Telegraph and my mother was absolutely delighted because there was a, a not a headline page but there was a page saying Felicity saves Tisbury station Fantastic. And I wish I, I was hoping to find it for you, but I I don't know whether they've got a copy in the Tisbury History Archives or or what, but I I can't find my own copy around, around the place. I It's somewhere around. You know, it's probably behind a bit of the furniture or something. But I was absolutely delighted to do that. You were quite a young woman at this stage, weren't you? Well, I was uh, coming up to 21. I mean, the other great goal in my life was to um, save Tisbury Library. Uh, in 2011, they made the first announcement to the people working in the library that Tisbury Branch was likely to close. 
<laughs> I've never written so many letters in my life. <laughs> but I said, I think we ought to have a campaign in Tisbury. And so we had three trips when we walked down the down the high street in the Save Tisbury Library. And again, we got a large number on a petition. It wasn't as many as the 10,000, but it was quite a lot. And we felt on the Tisbury Library, it was a, it was a really bad thing to cut the library out completely. Mm. And um, I had long chats with the people at Trowbridge because that's where the head of the library was. In fact, it was they who followed up my idea of having volunteers in the library. It might have been cut completely. There might not be a library up there if it hadn't been for you. Yes, yes. Well, well, I can claim that credit anyway. But, you know, it's funny because it's two things in my life that really have been seen to, to me important to Tisbury and important to the area and uh, I feel that you know I have managed to do that during my lifetime. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Now Rosie Buck tells us all about fallen leaves, one of those great free resources in the garden. Well, I've come in from a lovely day in the garden, lovely crisp day, gathering in what I think is one of the best harvests of the year, which is a harvest of leaves. And leaves make the most wonderful mulch and will make a lovely friable leaf mould compost in a couple of years' time. So you have to be a bit patient. But at this time of year, there's an ample supply. The leaves that come onto the top of the garden and very much have blown in from other gardens... I will put into bags, so old compost bags that I have previously maybe put some holes in with a fork or sometimes you find that there are holes already in the compost bags. Fill that up with various leaves. Any deciduous leaves make good leaf mould. Beech and oak are particularly good in the sense that they rot down the quickest but anything like sycamore or ash or any hazel, anything that you've got lying around will make a lovely golden harvest. And as I say, put them into the bags, which you've previously put some holes in, water the bags, so that starts the rotting process, then tie them up, and then with the holes that you've got in there so it won't go too damp and soggy, and you put those just somewhere out of the way for a couple of years, and you will have the most lovely friable compost that you can use for sowing seed or adding to other things and other bits of compost you might have from your compost heap to make a multi-purpose compost. So further down the garden, I have made up three cages out of chicken wire and just some stakes, so it can be anything that you might have lying around the gardens, maybe something that has been used for supporting dahlias or raspberries, um, anything really, and put make, make a little cage with those and chicken wire. And then the reason you have three of them is so that you've got one that you're adding to this year, one that is a year old, which 
would make quite a good top dressing. And then the third one, which is fully rotted down, which should make lovely friable compost or friable leaf mould that can be used for sowing seeds or for making into a multi-purpose compost. I also have quite a job getting leaves out of my pond because I've got quite a few hazel trees near the pond and you don't want to leave too many leaves going into the pond because that can starve the pond of oxygen as it's breaking down the leaves. One year I did try and put a net over the whole lot but then I found that isn't very good for the wildlife because you might get frogs and toads that might want to have access to the pond and indeed any birds that might want to drink from the pond uh, and they might get sort of tangled up in it or not be able to access And One year I did have quite a few frogs looking a little bit distressed trying to, I don't know whether they were getting in or out of the pond at the time. Anyway, from there on in, I regularly go and just scoop leaves out of the pond and very importantly, leave them on the side of the pond just so any little bugs and creatures that might want to get back into the pond can. Um, I've got a lot of little snail shells, so I, I do actually go through it and put those back in the pond. And then after at least 24 hours, you can go and you can then add that to your compost heap. Or sometimes I do give it to the chickens because they love to scratch through that at this time of year, particularly at the moment when they're all undercover and don't have much access to things that are as interesting as scratching through leaves and duckweed and that type of thing and finding the odd little bug that might not have made its way back into the pond. As I say, this time of year it's lovely, that sort of golden harvest that you have and then coming in and sitting by a nice roaring fire that you've got going using kindling that has come from branches or twigs that have come off, off trees. In particular, the ash tree, which is sometimes called the widowmaker for its tendency to shed its branches and its twigs in quite an abundance. So that's what I've been doing today and now I'm enjoying sitting by a lovely roaring fire. Follow us on Instagram at tiztalkradio. What's ons for the week ahead with Liz Cole Camp? Well, this is a bit batty. There's going to be a talk about bats and the South Wiltshire Greater Horseshoe Bat Project at the Tisbury Parish Council Reading Room. That's the old library on the High Street on Monday at six o'clock in the evening by bat expert Gareth Harris. And there will be mulled wine and mince pies served. If you're wondering what's happening outside St. John's Church this week, well, scaffolding is going up in preparation for the start of the East Window Stained Glass Community Project. And if you'd like to know more or make a donation, call 01722 632 010. On Tuesday, Tis Bus is doing its regular trip up to Salisbury for some Christmas shopping. To book a seat, you need to call Dave on... 07500 80 25 25. The Tisbury Memory Group have a lot on this week. Um, they're getting together on Wednesday at the Hinton Hall from 10.30 in the morning till 12 noon for a social and a sing-song with the wonderful Colin Martin ukulele band. Now, you can just turn up or um, if you want more information, call Anne-Marie 
on 077047-8374. On Thursday, that's the 8th of December, there is an illustrated talk on the great houses and churches of Fonthill by Professor and author Caroline Dacus at six in the evening. It's in the village hut in Stop Street, which is Fonthill Gifford. Caroline is editor of Fonthill Recovered A Cultural History and the tickets are £10. It includes a glass of wine to raise funds for roof repairs to Holy Trinity Church. Contact George Francis on 01747 870 006. As you know, all great films are made in Tisbury. There was Robin Hood with Kevin Costner, Chocolat with Juliette Binoche, and Five Greedy Bankers, which was made by local screenwriter and director Simon Davison. Well, he's got a new 90-minute flick, uh, which he's just completed. It's called The Hunting of the Snark, and it will have its first screening this Friday at the New Vic at Tisbury. It's a feature film called The Hunting of the Snark, and it's based on a poem by Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice in Wonderland. So it's quite a magical, surreal film that takes place on a mysterious island with several odd characters questing for a snark. The question is, what is a snark and what happens if you find one? It's a very local production. I picked up some shots when I went to India and Jordan, but mainly we filmed around here, including a quarry on Peter Shalcross's farm. The star of the film is Ramon Tickeron, who used to live in Tisbury, and we also have several local actors in the cast, including Ray Farless and Tom Wonsey. The film will go on the streaming channels, uh, but it won't be out till next year. However, we plan to have screenings around the country, and the first one will, of course, be here in Tisbury at the New Vic. That's the hunting of the snark. This Friday at the New Vic at Tisbury, the film starts at 7.30. There are very few tickets left, so best to check on the Tis Talk Facebook page. Why not take a break from your Christmas shopping on Saturday and head for the local hills and an invigorating six mile circular walk into the Great Ridge Woods and along the Roman Road with the Tisbury Footpath Club. They're meeting at 9.20 in the morning in the Nada Close car park. If you'd like to join, contact Roger Walker on 07891 On Sunday, Tisbury Memory Group has its pre-Christmas lunch with all the trimmings and it starts at 11 o'clock with live entertainment. It's at the Dinton Village Hall. Tickets are £6 and booking is essential. Contact Vicky on 0755 462 triple four five. Well, Sunday afternoon is a busy day at the New Vic at Tisbury and it starts at two o'clock with the Royal Ballet's fabulous performance of the very Christmassy classic, The Nutcracker. It's being streamed live from the Royal Opera House in Covent Garden. And on Sunday evening at the New Vic at Tisbury, the Magic Lantern Film Club is screening Breathe, which is the incredible, inspiring true story of Robin Cavendish, who caught polio in his late 20s, leaving him severely paralysed. And Robin's son, Jonathan Cavendish, the creator and one of the producers of the film, will be at the screening to discuss it. The film starts at seven o'clock and tickets are five pounds for members, eight pounds for non-members. And for both events, The Nutcracker and Breathe, 
You can get your tickets from the new victisbury.com website or call 0300 302 Well, that's all from me. Have a fabulously festive week. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. A couple of weeks ago, I went down to Beaton's and enjoyed a coffee with manager Harry Magookin. I'm Harry Magookin. I run Beaton's Tea Rooms in Tisbury. We've been doing it for 12 years. I've run it for a year now, properly, as a director. My mother happened to find this job for me here as a kitchen porter. My mum's maiden name is Marshall, so there's, there's certainly a fair few Marshalls in this village. We're all a good bunch of friendly people, all Tisbury-based. So, yeah, come on in. How did Beatons do under lockdown? Was it a difficult time? We, we couldn't have people sit down for the first few months, so it was all outside. We were doing the takeaways as well. But once the place was fully reopened again, we actually performed rather well. The locals, you know, helped out a lot with that. So I've got to say thanks, really, to, to everyone in the area. We base our, um, our business off of it being quite an elegant place to go, refined. Restorative is one of our big words here. A bit more expensive than the average cafe? Uh, yeah, we are a little bit higher on, on the mark up there. You know, at the end of it, we are um, waiting table service. We do come to you and we pride ourselves on, on the server side of things. So you pay that little bit extra for that, essentially. Yes. And you've got books as well, haven't you? We do, yeah. We have uh, an eclectic collection of books for sale. Well, we have three or four local author books at the moment, uh, which are doing rather well. We have Simon Holder, who, who lives in the village. We have... John Aykroyd with his book Plants and Us. Uh, he's Hinden based. Again, all doing very well. We have some magazines and, and some older books that are shop based about Cecil Beaton, the man himself, because we are based on Cecil Beaton here. Well, it came from the founder, Patrick Duffy. He had uh, a passion for his work. Yeah, so yeah. Cecil Beaton was a, a royal photographer, interior decorator and designer. And he also did uh, several film set designs for costumes, one of them being My Fair Lady, like in 1965. And we can see the poster just there behind the you. Behind us, yeah. There are also local connections, so he lived in the area as well. So he had a, he had a house in Broadshaw, Reddish House, that's, uh, that's where he passed away. We've done the franchise thing at Beaton's before, and um, unfortunately that hasn't worked out. So what we're looking to do now is to build on what we've got here in Tisbury. It's been here for 12 years now, and I want to keep it going for another 12 years. We're looking to also attract a lot more from the local area, not just Tisbury. We get a lot of traffic from the, the railway station, so we're just working with South West Rail uh, at the moment on a scheme Customers can get vouchers for tea rooms that do along the, the southwest line. There's a £5 voucher off. So I know you've had a few cocktail evenings and some are coming up. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, so we have a couple of dates on, on our cocktail evenings, both on a Friday evening, 5.30 to 7.30. Cocktails and mocktails for the people that aren't drinking. So there's normally six choices of cocktails, and alongside it, we provide food. And the food's free, a bit of finger food and sliders, so mini burgers, basically. Sounds nice. Yep.
Are you worried about this cost of living crisis? No, no, I'm, I'm optimistic. Good times always come back and, and I truly believe that. If we don't use these local cafes or local tea rooms or pubs or anything hospitality, you'll lose them. So they do provide happiness and they do provide a restorative experience and they do keep you upbeat. So, and we need things like that to keep us going through these tough times. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. That's all from us this week. We've been Mary Myers and Julianne Murphy with special contributor Liz Colecamp. And here are the White Horse Morris dancers on Tisbury High Street. We recorded them on Sunday during Tis the Season. Enjoy this and see you next week for more from us at Tis Talk. Tis Talk.